back to another episode of Behind the Restaurant. I am your host, your guide, your spiritual oasis in the conversation of the restaurant industry. Hello again, I am Jerry. I will be here for the foreseeable future. Hopefully that future is bright. Hopefully I wasn't not fed a bunch of lies by my manager and told that I'm honestly only going to be here for a week or two. But the real thing is, you never know. I'll get back to those thing comments that I made in a little bit. Right now, not the time for them. Thank you for joining me again. If you have returned to listen to the atrocities of the restaurant industry. That's what this is. This is about the atrocities. The horrible things that have happened in the restaurant industry. No, no, not, not really. There are some horrible things that have happened, but why would I make that the only focus of this whole podcast? You people don't want to hear about every little thing that happened. You don't want to hear about the cocaine that Jose had in the bathroom. You don't want to hear about... All the little things that went wrong in the restaurant because, you know, Juan came in and was so drunk that he could barely stand up and still tried to work. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's neither here nor there. You know, so many things that you come here for. And those stories, you know, th- those aren't the ones you really, really want to hear. Yeah, the hell they are. <laughs> After last podcast and the introduction to this, what's, why not give you some horror stories? Give you some things that happened along the way that customers don't realize because they remove themselves from the belief that the restaurant industry employee is just a regular normal employee and you in your business... Your 9 to 5, coming in drunk after a long weekend, isn't the same thing that could happen to a chef or a front house person. Or, (laughs) the theft of money can only happen in the white collar industry and it can't happen in a sneaky, deleting invoices manner that it happens in restaurants. Come on, people. Think outside the box for a little bit. And I'm not talking about a Taco Bell commercial. Come on. This industry is wrought with crime and indiscretion and probably now, thanks to McDonald's, sexual misconduct. (laughs) Oh man, if we have to hit that one, that's going to be one hell of a thing to go through. Honestly, did you not think that we would find some kind of sexual misconduct at one McDonald's at some point? The restaurant industry not being... Oh, Jesus Christ, the misogynistic craziness that is in restaurants. It's funny. Here's here. I'm kind of everywhere right now because my mind is going to where should I go with this conversation, this story? In which direction should I head in? And when I laugh at the McDonald's situation, I'm not laughing at the people involved because that's a horrible thing to be involved with. To have your manager using their power to basically get you to sleep with them it's a horrible thing per se but it's not a thing that hasn't happened in many ways and you know 
I don't know it too well what's going on with that McDonald's and the sexual misconduct and the rape allegations and any of that. But to tell you the truth, <laughs> in restaurants, with given the fact that they're that the majority of owners are male and the majority of employees are 18 to 22 year old females, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of sleeping around in the industry. Doesn't matter if it's a chef with an employee or if it's a manager with an employee or if it's an owner with an employee. It happens quite a bit. There's so much. It's kind of crazy to think. To think. To. It's a lot. It's a lot. And everybody knows the stories of the drug use and all that kind of stuff and the smoking and the heavy drinking and all of that. So you know, where do we begin? We're not gonna begin so dark. Let's let's not begin so dark because if we go down that route, we'll be here for a while and it'll just make this whole podcast feel like the darkest thing ever imaginable next to the McDonald's situation that's currently happening. So let's, let's begin on a lighter note. So where do we want to begin being lighter? Okay, so uh, do I protect the innocent in these stories? Sure, I'll protect the innocent. Why not? So where I originally worked I'm not going to protect the restaurant. Screw that. They're, they're fudged. Or I originally worked at Tossed. My first job and my first employment, as I told you in the last podcast, we had a supervisor. This supervisor worked the night times. She was awesome. Like, when you say you weren't going to be trained by somebody, that was the person you thought you wanted to be trained by. Because she was good with customers, she was good with the system, she was good with the um, employees that she had to manage. She was just overall a high quality employee. It's the kind of person you want in the business. But she had her own things that made her uh, troublesome for the business. Two tendencies that she had. One was the weed, which at that time, this was ooh, 2005. So, we're in 2021. Yeah, let's just say 2004, 2005. Yeah, let's just say it's it's not it's not something that you're going to go into thinking should be happening around this time. Now, it happens everywhere in any restaurant. Like, people come in high like crazy. In the last four years of being a manager, if I had to send somebody home for being high, I would work with almost no employees, in all honesty. But when I first started, like I told you, I was an innocent little butterfly in this whole situation of working in the restaurant industry. I didn't know any of these goddamn stories. I didn't know who was sleeping with whom. I didn't know who wanted to sleep with whom. I didn't... Oof, I learned. Whew, five years at Toss, like I said, taught me a lot. It also taught me a lot about the restaurant industry. There's a lot of people... Sleeping with a lot of people. I can honestly say I wasn't one of them because that just wasn't my style. I don't like that. It's never been me. Yeah, even in 16 years. Ugh. No. But, so, this manager, supervisor, she worked nights and weekends. She closed. She quit 
four times in two years and always got taken back. She quit because her girlfriend left her one time. She quit just on the random, never said anything, never even called, just left, never came in. It's always funny. This is the kind of employee you want. You want the quality of the employee, but you don't want the headaches that come with the employee. So, I swear to goodness, because I was just in the industry at that time, I was a child in comparison to anybody who had been in the industry for a couple years. I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything. So, you know, I befriend these people thinking, hey, why not? This would be cool. But it ended up costing me more often than not. Like, I ended up having to work all those shifts, and then I learned how to be a supervisor manager. I ended up working nights, closing here and there, doing this there. I'm like, oh, my God, kill me. I don't want to do this. I didn't, honestly. Like I said in the last one, I went back to school and just stopped working except maybe two days a week. Like, it wasn't worth it. Like, eh. Something I learned very quickly, very early, as much as I got taught by every place I worked, I didn't always enjoy working for them enough to want to really put in the amount of effort necessary to be at a higher level within them. Just wasn't worth the headache of being there. It wasn't worth the headache of coming in every day. The money was decent for the time, for a kid with no responsibilities, for... Someone that had nothing else to worry about. The money was freaking phenomenal for me. But, man. So, stories. Because, like I said, I take a dark turn with a lot of the So, stories. Okay. Oh, man. Craziest day I ever had working in a restaurant. One night, I left and I went home at about 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock... I went home and I left for the day. Of course, at that time, I was the general manager of the location. This was years after Tossed. And I'll get to the different places I've worked in probably a later podcast for now. It's the stories themselves. I worked in this place, Italian concept place. And um, I went home for the day. You know, it was the end of my shift. I didn't want to be there anymore. I had been there since 6 a.m. I had left... You know, I want to go home, see my son, hang out with him, do whatever. Just get away from the restaurant. So, but I don't go to sleep until the restaurant closes. And I know the last person that's supposed to be there is gone. It's 11.30 and I get a call from my um, floor manager. And the phone call goes, Jerry, you up? I'm like, yeah. Um, I have two employees here and... I think I have to call the police. Call the police for what? Well, one employee stabbed the... Well, no, no. First of all, here's the story. Well, they were outside hanging out. Somebody came up to them and stabbed one of them. I'm going, what? Can you call 911 and get an ambulance there if he's stabbed? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'd be fine. This was a dishwasher... And a runner that I had at the time. The story devolves. The dishwasher never came back to work. He wasn't the one that was stabbed. The runner was the one that was stabbed. Now, this has two layers to the story. Because there's the part A that I'm currently telling. And then there's the part B, which just gave me a headache like you wouldn't believe. Part A. So, 
we find out, come to find out, we see video, we see camera, the police come out, everything, we break down. The police get video of the dishwasher and the runner getting into an argument outside the restaurant where we don't have cameras and the dishwasher stabbing the runner in the back over the fact that he was holding on to some weed in his mouth. It always comes back to weed, man. These people in the restaurant, it always comes back to somebody's drugs. Always. So he stabs the runner, literally shanks him with a knife. He's bleeding. He's out. The runner's out for a week. The dishwasher's on the run. The police are looking for the dishwasher. Come to find out the police find the dishwasher. The runner doesn't really press any charges. There isn't anything going from there. And that is what happened. I go home. I get a call. Hey, one of the employees got stabbed. Oh, shoot. Two days later. Oh, hey, one of your employees stabbed the other one. What? Huh? How does this make sense? Dude, in my whole life at this point, at this point, I'm more than 10 years into the restaurant industry. I have never seen an, one employee stab another. I'd never. I never imagined that that would be a thing that would happen. But it happened. And I'm sitting there in my office, just head in hands, just like, oh my God, what do I do? How do, how do I proceed? What the hell is going to go on with this? And of course, we give the employee that got stabbed time off. He gets a couple weeks off. He's going to put in workers' comp. You know, all earned, all valid. He got stabbed by another employee. There's so many things that could go wrong with this. He goes to the hospital. He's in the hospital for a day or two. He comes out of the hospital and wants to come back to work. We give him the rest of the week off. And he comes back to work after a week. I'm going like, dude, okay. You, I guess you really need the money in this way. And that's fine. Okay. It wasn't too bad of a stabbing. It was more like he poked them with the knife and gave him a little hole, a couple stitches, and he was fine. It was nothing that went too far, so it wasn't it. Level two of this story. This has to be the most fun part of any story. <sighs> a week later, we are in the back. Me and my managers, my two floor managers, we're having our usual weekly meeting. And we get interrupted by employees. And the employees are saying that there's a gentleman out front that says his backpack was stolen. And in his backpack was his computer. And he's going like, I don't care about anything else. All I want is a computer back because that has all my information and everything else. And he's telling us this. And I tell him, okay, we'll have to look through the cameras and all of that. But that's going to be something that we speak about with... Um, with my bosses, my district manager. So we're there. Yeah. Yes. To get it out to another, to a customer and to get it out to the police, my district manager and I have to speak. But for us, the managers in the store, oh, we're like hell. We're not viewing that video right away. We're going into the video. We're looking, we're going through it. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And we're trying to remember what day. Cause a couple days later, the okay, I, I had that wrong. Couple days later, the guy got his bag stolen on Monday. Couple days later, the police come in saying, Oh, a gentleman reported his bag stolen from this location here. We find out that the gentleman came in on Monday 
and the police are the ones that tell us, oh, hey, the guy says he doesn't care. All he wants is his computer back. <sighs> it's an Apple computer. In the Apple computer, we come to, we've learned, everybody in the world has learned, that they have a find my, find my device feature. He turned on the find my device feature, and the person that stole the backpack and stole the computer turned on the computer when they were doing the find my device feature. All right, information comes up, they get an address. The police come. When the police come and break down all this, the detective looks at me and goes like, the only reason that this stuck out to us, the address, is because we have a report from two weeks ago of this person being stabbed at this location. I'm like, what? I'm sorry, could you break that down to me again? Yeah. So, the police officer is asking for video. Asking to view the video. Of course, I have to get that approved. I'm looking through the video. And in the video, you can see this dumb, idiot, shithead runner going behind the guy, taking his bag, putting it in the employee closet, and then coming back to work without a bag in his hand. Yo, homie, how dumb are you? You've been told there are cameras here, and yet you're going to do <laughs> But not just that. This flower, mother flower would be the way I would be said. You know the word that I'm going for. This idiot <laughs> she was just stabbed a week ago, two weeks ago. His information's in the system from being the person who was stabbed, the victim. And now he gets looked up because the guy's... <laughs> the guy does a search for his computer. And his address pops up as the location where the computer is. And the address matches the stabbing from two weeks prior. You can't make this up. Oh my god. Are you serious, you nincompoop? Are you kidding me? What are you doing? What is wrong with you? Oh. I had a headache like you wouldn't believe. This was two and a half weeks of stuff. We went from one being stabbed, then the person who got stabbed, then needing a week off for being stabbed, then coming back and stealing a bag after being stabbed. I swear to goodness, I pulled him in and I just told him to his face like, are you dumb or are you stupid? I had never done that because I had no, I, I didn't know how to react to this. More than 10 years in food and beverage, I hadn't dealt with a situation like this before. First of all, I hadn't dealt with somebody being stabbed before, so that was just blowing my mind. And then I hadn't dealt with the same idiot that got stabbed being a thief. What? My goodness, I'm just there like rubbing, going, huh? So I pulled him in and I went like, dude, do you think you're going to have a job after this? How dumb are you? Oh, he didn't have an answer. He didn't know what to say. He didn't know what was going on. Like, he, he was just so confused. And then the police went to his house. They took the computer. They arrested him. The guy didn't press charges because all the guy wanted was the computer back. Like, this was an insane two weeks. This was just two weeks. Oh, my God. I worked for that place for two years. 
I have more stories of working there for two years than I have working almost anywhere else for ten years before that. It's it's insanity the amount of stuff I built up from working there. Like I have stories of bad customers, I have stories of great customers. I have stories of employees who need to be like slapped in the back of the head for the stupid stuff they do. Like it was just it was an insane time. It was an insane time. It was just a madhouse of Oh my goodness, what did I just experience in these two years and in these two weeks? Like, I wish I could have made that story up. I wish that would have been a fallacy. Like, I wish that that wasn't what actually happened, but it was. And oh my goodness, my head is cracked open over that. It just, it, it honestly made no sense to me. It made absolutely no sense. Like, I did not, I do not know to this day what to do with, if that's the situation that's going on. Like, what, how does this work now? But, yeah. So, that was probably the craziest stretch of time that I've had at any restaurant with something that I didn't do myself. There are plenty of situations where my own anger about what's happening is what determines what's going on. And I will speak about some of those things because in the restaurant industry, the thing that employees in many situations go through the most is the disrespect for the position that they're in, especially when they take up positions of management and the training is probably not as good as it should be or there's things that are lacking in the way that they're presented. But those are for a later podcast. And this one, it was just... How do you get stabbed? Know your information's in the, the NYPD system and recent. And then go and steal something. Like, my God, man. I wanted to take him out back and just slap him until he woke the hell up. These were kids, man. They were 18, 19-year-olds. Like, yeah, I didn't think about that part too much. So I always felt like I was babysitting a little bit when it came to a lot of them. That's probably one of the biggest things when you're a manager, that feeling of babysitting that you get, that you go through and that you find yourselves in because you just can't believe some of the things you have to tell people not to do or you have to tell people that's not right for them to be doing at those moments. Oh my goodness. But that one, that one took the cake of wow, what is happening? What's going on? What do I do from here? Now, if I have to go down the route of another story, that one's a little grosser, so I don't know if I should tie that one in with what's going on here. But I say all of this because customers never know exactly what's happening. (laughs) They get an image that we're supposed to project to them in in a manner in which we're supposed to show them and these kind of things. And, you know, that's all they know. That's the only part of what they know. And it's crazy the extra stuff that happens when they're not realizing it. It's crazy the extra stuff that's going on behind closed doors and behind the scenes. And it's amazing. 
just to think about the level of things that customers don't know. And the one thing they worry about is the one thing that doesn't happen the most, honestly. They're always worried about someone poorly reacting to them being assholes. Dude, you know how many customers have been assholes over the years? We don't give a shit. We're going to talk about you. Yeah. Because what else do we have to talk about? But you need to get over that. If you go in and you act like an asshole, you're going to be talked about. You go in and you're the most nice person in the world, you're going to be talked about. Either side of the spectrum gets you talked about. It's just the way it works. There's no, there's nothing else around that. There's nothing else through that. It's simple facts. Whatever customers do will have a conversation with the employees. Employees will create a conversation about that. There are so many conversations that have started because of something dumb a customer did. If they only knew the something as dumb that employees did, they would go crazy. Because it's, yeah. Employees getting drunk and coming in the next day. That's probably some of my favorite stuff. Have I fired a couple people because of it? Yeah. Because, fine, get drunk. I don't care. It's all fun. Have fun. No problem. Go do it. Enjoy yourself. Make your life. It's your life. Live it. If you paid off all your stuff and you're coming in, like, do it. Have fun with that. But coming into work drunk or hungover or any of that, eh, he's up. Go home. Take a break. <laughs> Take a day off. <laughs> Don't worry about this. And that, that to me is probably some of the stuff that gets the, it leads to the easiest terminations other than, you know, stabbing somebody or maybe stealing something. <sighs> Stealing gets you... Ugh, stealing. We'll speak about stealing at another point, but... Stealing gets you fired so often in the restaurant industry. It's just... It's insane how much and how quickly it gets you fired. But, yeah. Other than that... You know, the restaurant industry is normal. You know, we come in, we work our shifts. We deal with the people. And then we leave. We go home. We enjoy ourselves. No, just completely normal. Except for the sex, the drugs, the stabbings, the um, theft, the the crazy people, uh, the customers that are pretentious and think they're better than everybody else, the, um, the, the wondering whether you're going to be employed the next day. Now, except for all of that, you know, working in the restaurant industry is just the best thing and the most normal thing in the world. Yeah, just... That's just the way it is. It's perfect. Perfect. I don't understand why more of you don't do it. You guys should go to McDonald's and, and become, you know, a burger flipper. Yeah, uh-huh. How do you like that? No, but I've, I've been in this industry so long. I enjoy this. This is the part. I said it on the, at the end of the last one. This is a career for some people. This industry is a career. And the fact that it gets looked down on so much is insane to me. This has become something where people are invested in the day-to-day -day turnout of the industry. Like, did the pandemic not prove to you how needed food and beverage is? Because if it did it, then you've been paying attention to the wrong thing. Because most of your asses don't cook. Most of y'all don't know how to turn on your stove. You just learned how to bake bread and you think that's the best thing in the world. Like, don't make me call a dishwasher and have them stab you in the back if you keep talking shit. 
<laughs> or steal your computer. <laughs> I appreciate anybody that listened. Thank you again for tuning in. This has been number two on Behind the Restaurant. I will see you next time. Peace.